0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Spring has sprung here at the Off the Break Podcast studios. (laughs) Welcome to March. I'm gonna pretend. Ah! I'm gonna pretend like it's it's spring here in the frozen tundra of Montana, but it's not. But I'm sure a lot of places it is. The
1: seasons may have changed, but not the annual tradition of woohooing at yeah. the start of the show. Kyle oh, cannot help himself. I don't, I don't hear Cody doing it. Put it in my veins. <laughs> so now it has to be me. Uh, but yeah, do do you feel uh, the spring in the air? The uh, a new freshness to. Another month, another month of movies, and another good month for the industry, perhaps? Are you feeling it right now? It seems
0: like it cycles from hope to frustration to despair back to hope. Okay. <laughs> and I buy that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, March is doing that same thing to me where we have Creed, which is going to be a big opener, and then mm-hmm. we have Scream. And (laughs) sixty five, and then it slowly like dwindles its way down, and then April has Super Mario and Air, and yeah, (laughs) it's like it's not it's not all bad. Not saying that every film in in the end of the month is bad, but it's just it seems like that way where our big stuff is at the first part of the month.
1: the The quality might dip as
0: our excitement levels of a month go down. It seems like it seems like it does. I mean, I was. We were pretty optimistic about the, the first weekend of February with 80 for Brady mm. and uh, what was the other one? Knock at the Cabin? Knock at the Cabin, thank yeah. you. And, you know, it, it held a Ant-Man, blew the doors off in its opening week. It obviously had a much bigger fall off than I uh Expected <laughs> <In> the <laughs> podcast the week, yeah. We, the week of we, we had you predicting <laughs> I 50 was very, to 60 percent very optimistic, and that was wrong.
1: And then the one time you tried to predict something like that, and it's 70 percent drop, yeah.
0: No, but it, I mean, it, it remained number one. We had all this talk about cocaine bear with its obvious, uh, exciting title mm-hmm. and Jesus Revolution with its faith based uh, premise and exciting know. title, yeah. I know if you put <laughs> I mean, they put it right in front. Yeah, yeah. To say the least. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> Passion of the Christ 1970. We're going to put this right in right in your face. It feels exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, excitement around those two movies is actually, even though they didn't outperform Ant-Man, the uh, notoriety that they're gaining is much more impressive than Ant-Man. Ant Man was a flash in the pan, and I feel like yeah. these two movies are gonna stick around for a while.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, not that Ant Man isn't gonna like settle in. I don't think we're gonna be seeing huge drop after huge drop necessarily, but I think while it's settling in, we'll be seeing good results from Cocaine Bear and Jesus Revolution more than we realize. It's it's exactly what you were saying. It feels like the conversations are still stuck around those two movies after last weekend, especially with Cocaine Bear. Like I hear it on many podcasts outside of like the movie sphere that people have checked on the movie and they're saying, hey, that was actually a lot of fun. People should go out and see it.
0: Yeah, the sports and business podcasts that I listen to are, they're very confused because of all the excitement around the films. I'm I'm hearing a lot of Oh, Cocaine Bear was number one at the box office this weekend. And that sounds like not, a huge deal. Because they're not – well, they're not involved in the industry, and it wasn't number one. Right. <laughs> but it
1: was just it, like – It was. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. yeah. Question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. Now, that being said, since this movie did open to, what, $25 million and it didn't mm-hmm. exceed $50 million as an opening, which we weren't expecting, but that does mean that Universal – could potentially go down the route of putting this on vod in a few weeks around the same time that the movie is still playing in theaters right oh absolutely so theater theater owners should probably be cautious of that
0: be aware if they're that. not
1: able to make it happen to putting in showings for the th- theater
0: for it yeah be extremely aware that on the whatever it is this 24th so it'll be the oh god i'm not great with math thanks for Thanks for putting me on the spot, Ken. <laughs> but 17 Darned day, Seventeen me. days after the initial release, this is going to be available for the 20 or $25 rental. So that's three weeks out. It is absolutely going to be available. So if you were either it didn't open Cocaine Bear or were not able to open Cocaine Bear on the 24th and you do open it on the uh, 10th of March, know that that weekend, the first weekend you play it, 10, 11, 12 it is not available anywhere else. It's only available at your theater. After that, it's available anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. so you are definitely against the tide of that, and that's that's an unfortunate part of that is the unfortunate part of this universal policy that they've they've started and stuck with um, down to the uh, negative opening of uh, Fablemans that we talked about, where it was <laughs> it was actually at its widest point after its PVOD release.
1: Right. Yeah, we talked about that. Back in like November, December, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the uh, big thing this week, before we get into uh, movie reviews and some industry drama, is that we have our first annual Off the Break Podcast Awards. Oh, we uh, want to start uh, off with those. No, I just wanted to announce. I get it's, it's a it's okay. A, I have a teaser. Then. It's a teaser. Oh, okay. Whew, whew, we're gonna I do was, these other ones, but I jumped first I annual Off the break, Off the Break Awards, and we're not going with. Best Picture, Best Actor in a best Drama, screenplay. Best Screenplay, Best Adapted Screenplay, <laughs> these are built for our theater owners, managers, listeners. These we are, hope. <laughs> that's what these are, are made based around. Yes. So the whole idea of this is that these awards, including the Oscars, which are on the 12th, are so full of garbage. They don't fit standard cinemas. So we made some standard cinema awards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say we did a pretty good job crafting these. I think you did an awesome job, Kyle. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> but first, the other thing that I was excited for is Cocaine Bear that opened last weekend. You saw it. Cody and I saw it. And uh, want to hear what your take is on it. Uh, like many other sports podcasts that are coming about out of it going,
1: wait, that was actually good. And it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I echo those same remarks. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed there being a comedy for general audiences that also was dipping in its toe into horror elements it's not and when I say that it's not necessarily a horror movie I certainly wouldn't say that it is at all but it just has those elements of gore or a jump scare or two or um, uh, maybe slasher elements especially when the bear is eating people that it just does a really good job at getting the general audiences who aren't used to that type of thing to be um, excited by the experience to get um, their engine revved up and to be able to laugh along with it or just cringe and hide from it, but still have a really good time. And I wouldn't say that this is a comedy that focuses on characters at all, but it does have a really good cast. It does have a really good job at having characters that um, are funny and That you'll want to watch and see like who gets picked off by the bear. But it's not a comedy where it really focuses on character first. And that's totally fine because the title is Cocaine Bear. You want to see the bear do cocaine. And that's exactly what the movie delivers on. And it's those theater experiences that I hope are starting to come back um, to where... You go in, you go out. It's that perfect ninety minutes of just laughing and just experiencing the movie for what it is, and it's being self-aware and ton of cheek about what it is, and everyone along the way just has a great time.
0: Yeah, no, and and Cody really enjoyed this. I uh, being a a person who really enjoys solid horror films, and mm-hmm. you know, um, even eccentric comedies that don't always hit with the words like banshees of Inisherin, like sure. where it's where i'm laughing through the whole movie and no one else is yeah <laughs> so being those it, it wasn't made for horror specific or comedy specific audiences like you said it's a general audience film mm-hmm. it is rated r i mean i i think the the gore was comedic in itself what they considered gore that, that's like, a good way to describe it yeah. it was it was made that way it wasn't made to be aggressive even when someone's getting their intestines ripped Mm -hmm. out by a bear it's like okay that's definitely like sausage casings like there's no there's no realist realism here for purpose, which which is how they made it yeah but you know for for me it it was not as entertaining but for general audiences and what we're seeing from from reviews from multiple attendances in our in the theaters we work with i it's it was a solid film it was made it was made the right way this could have gone off the rails in a big way,
1: yeah. I mean, it it could have been. I mean,
0: you have a movie that has shows kids doing cocaine in the first twenty minutes, <laughs> like not on purpose, completely by accident. Right. They're like doing cocaine, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, this this could easily go off the rails here. Mm-hmm. I mean, easily become a a shit show, like, yeah, <laughs> from the start. <laughs> like this this could be a mess. But like you said, very well cast. I mean, reason just it was. It was right down the middle for, for an R-rated horror action comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it didn't didn't push any buttons or push the limits. For sure. I could easily see
1: there being, there being people, excuse me, is similar to you to where it could have been a little more comedy or a little more graphic. But I think this was made with the idea of general audiences showing up and who, who don't experience either one of those things fully. So mm-hmm. – I, I just think that it for that type of mission, if that's what the movie was set out to do, it just works on that level and makes it a good, um, R-rated general audience type movie.
0: Yeah. No, I think the most shocking part of this movie, and you know, it's probably surprising to the people that haven't seen it, is the title. Yeah. The title was the attention grabber, not anything else in the movie. Not, not there wasn't like anything. the cast, not like the there's the nothing one that joke. People are talking about specific to the movie. They're yeah. like, that was just a fun kind of gory kind of funny Mm -hmm. kind of action movie Mm -hmm. and that's you know those are the things that are going to hold up these in between weeks between major tentpole blockbusters
1: yeah and it especially will help if they're good like we've had many years in the past where these types of movies may come out but they just don't look good or they don't hit quite right and see
0: this list here with we booked that movie this year <laughs> and these are the movies that we're talking about <laughs>
1: uh, a oh.
0: possible category oh honor God. award ceremony
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes
0: all right well we've got to dig in um, because on a recent NATO call um, movie pass was discussed and I think that's the thing to for us to get into and uh, kind of go through as far as what it is what is the drama around it and what do you need to do when it comes to movie pass?
1: <laughs> well, I think I would think the, in, the industry knows about movie pass at this point. I mean, years back for audiences, at least it looked like it was going to be the right, um, type of motivator to go to the movie theaters to where if you use this card, you can see any movie you want and basically not be paying for the ticket or however it went. And at the time that was appealing but then slowly there's headlines and slowly there's restrictions being placed so much to the point where um, audiences said no to it and where MoviePass just had to become irrelevant and blip out of existence because um, they were just becoming completely sketchy. Like not just towards the audiences who were using the card, but also to the the industry itself, like the movie theaters and I would say the studios as well because it was just to me that get-rich-quick scheme – where there was no payoff for anyone other than themselves, and so they're just over the years, and we've had many episodes where we're discussing about Movie and all the new dramas surrounding it, that they keep showing up in the headlines, and it's never for anything good. It's just for only bad things. So the most recent headline was that uh, the previous Movie Pass executive Khalid Item was arrested a few weeks ago for embezzling two hundred sixty thousand dollars to pay for a cella music festival uh, private venue, I imagine. and it's just another case where it, that it, there's just nothing but bad publicity around this movie, even if it's from like former executives who are the <laughs> ones in trouble and not the new uh, heads who are trying to make it become a thing again. And so looping back to what you were saying Ken about on the most recent NATO call, we had a few, Movie theaters that were on that call that were saying that they were noticing that audiences were trying to use Movie Pass. Like I guess they had one of the new cards, or maybe it was even an old card, and they just figured it might still work. I'm not sure, but they were saying that they were trying to use the Movie Pass card, and movie theaters were just like, "No, we're not using that, and we're mm-hmm. gonna not. <laughs> we're just gonna shoot you guys away if you're not gonna pay with anything else." I imagine. So I don't know. I just am so surprised that this is still a talking point that theaters are still seeing movie pass pop up or that we're seeing that this company is still trying to be a thing where I think if anything, the industry has learned that they can have their own reward systems or their own types of memberships uh, that could do similar things of giving like free concessions or low cost on concessions or uh, using the point system in order to get ticket prices lowered and this and that. So, I, I mean, if such as an independent theater can, do that within a price range if reasonable. But I, I I, still see between the headlines that it's only bad news that movie Pass still isn't really going to become relevant in today's um, movie going industry.
0: No, the unfortunate part is they have the best name for these programs. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it's such a good name, but yeah. the business model is so flawed. They've had all these massive injections of capital um, investors coming in, trying to save this this is all prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. and then it's 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 never worked it's been a mess and if you are an outsider to the industry and you're coming in and you are going to be uh, an advocate for film companies getting tickets sold then you're very very much not an advocate for the theaters getting paid mm-hmm. and if you're an advocate for the theaters making money, then you're not an advocate for the film companies. Mm. There's there's a very thin line you have to stay on to to fulfill the industry. You can't can't have theaters without movies. You can't have movies without theaters. Yeah, but it's it seems like you know this executive embezzling only two hundred sixty thousand dollars seems like <laughs> you know just another drop in the bucket for for Movie Pass as a whole. Yeah, for Movie Pass to work. It's gonna need a completely re- renewed business model and a new name. The Movie brand is just shot, as far as I'm concerned. I can't imagine it being in its current inclin- current incarnation incarnation.
1: Thank you. No problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that it's going to that it's going to exist much longer in a way that is, you know, reasonable and accepted by most theaters.
1: So they kind of need to, I guess. Pick a lane on who, the who the focus needs to be on. Am I kind of getting what you're saying? They, there? Need, like to, they, need, they to... need to
0: find a way because before there was back and forth, like, oh, we're gonna charge, you know, a full ticket price, and the theaters are gonna get less money, or, right? Or we need the the terms to come down so we can pay the film companies less, blah blah blah. And it's just it doesn't make any sense. You have to just be like, we are gonna be. The one-stop shop for all theater rewards. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to be. Whether you go to AMC or Regal or an independent, your rewards go across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you get a large popcorn no matter what theater you go to. Yeah, sure. And we'll we'll reimburse for that cost because this person is obviously doing return trips to theaters to mm-hmm. see movies. There has to be something in there that works, but this is n- this ain't it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bad <laughs> headlines aren't what, gonna help what they're
0: doing yeah bad headlines and continued i mean good you know what you know what i need in my wallet in my life is another credit card <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's funny that you mentioned credit card because i was talking to cody that we were going to do this as our topic for the week and she was saying that she was hearing that movie pass itself might go to a credit card type system um which we're not totally sure if that is true or not. That was just um, kind of rumblings that she was hearing, but there's not much more information that I can give on that. So even if it is like switching to a credit card type system, I don't know how that would encourage people to use it because if it's like a credit card related system, then there would still be fees attached to using the card and there still could be restrictions because MoviePass still has to deal with like uh, paying back studios or the yeah, theaters correct. or this and that. And
0: I think it it makes more sense that there's at least a, a line of, of funds being exchanged mm-hmm. where Pass is actually paying the theaters mm-hmm. for the theaters to then pay their film rental. But I don't know how this can work. If if I have Movie Pass and I go to six movies for a $15, $17, $18 dollar ticket, mm-hmm. but I'm only paying them $25 a month, where does this money come from? It comes from new stupid investors who are like, I believe in this model. That's the only place and it I'm comes from. And am also
1: going to embezzle it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, they're going to... The MoviePass adverti- then collects advertising revenue and then advertises to their users. But why? <laughs> I don't understand. I get why they, they have to do it. But, you know, people are already inundated with, with advertisements. If you... If it's in your algorithm mm-hmm. to see Creed 3, you've already seen ads for it a hundred times. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do, oh, my Movie Pass app, when I open it, it says, see Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Well, I was already coming here to see when Creed 3 is yeah, available to see. I got it. <laughs> I, I, was already, I wasn't coming here to check and see when my Amazon order was yeah. coming.
1: It, it's funny that you asked the question, why? Because it also kind of correlates to something else that Cody and I were talking about in that, why... Did whoever these people who movie Pass go to movies with this? Like, what was it about the movie industry that they saw an opportunity to try and cash in and think they could get all the money themselves when that just isn't clearly the case? Like, why, why the movie industry in particular? Was it just because there wasn't any reward system quite like it? That's probably the case. Did they see, like, an opportunity to where... They thought their scheme could kind of go unnoticed, unlike other companies. I, I mean, you you don't see this happen with something like, I don't know, uh, the sports, for example. Not not to this degree. Like with live events, there's no
0: way yeah, you see anything exactly. like this. Exactly. So did they this, see the movie this has theater to industry? And very specifically, do with the fact that everyone wants to be involved with Hollywood. This has nothing to do with mm-hmm. anything else. This was somebody who was like, oh. I can make my make my bones in the movie industry. I can, can rub my elbows. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have an app that works. You know, a movie pass. I'm going to sponsor this premiere and meet Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, like that's that's all this had to do with. I guess that's true. If this former executive is going to Coachella
1: <laughs> and embezzling money to get in, so okay, I see your point. <laughs> that's all this had to do. With. Point taken. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right. Well, we can talk about. I mean. There's always going to be something we, new about MoviePass. We will talk about MoviePass in future episodes. We will talk about it again.
0: And it will be in a negative context.
1: Yes. But <laughs> I think that's enough of that for today because now we've got some awards to give out.
0: Bum-ba-da-bum-ba-da-bum! Dun-da-da!
1: alright Ken, what should we start with?
0: All right. The first award that Kyle completely made up is what he calls the Silent Fart Award. Yes. Good movie Low box office. Yes. A movie that
1: could have done well at the box office or we hoped when booking could have done well, but
0: it just didn't happen. Good movie. Low box office. I strongly disagree with your nominees, but Uh. the nominees are Fablemans, Devotion, Whitney Houston, Beast, and Babylon. And the winner is, Kyle?
1: I want to say the Fablemans, but I'm going to go with Beast. (laughs) I think Beast looked like a decent movie and we really needed something to click in august when this movie came (laughs) out we needed something bad in august to (laughs) happen and this and this could have been it but beast beast couldn't do it
0: it couldn't nab that audience if i remember it was like 10 million bucks like it was less (laughs) it was bad but i had this set in my head and i i re-listened to the the episode for beast and you didn't say it but i had it set in my head because this is how they do it in all of these monster movies, mm. that there were two lions, that there were two monsters. We thought, yeah. That's what I had set in my head. So I went and watched the movie months later. Oh, okay. And there was one lion. There was only <laughs> one. I was waiting for the end for another one to come up that was like bigger or meaner or something. And nothing is just the same burned up lion. <laughs> is it an end credit scene? What's going on here? I know. I know. And, oh, that's fantastic. And this had, yeah. Beast was great in winding the movie down. It literally had like the the end of Taken, where all mm. of a sudden all the bad guys have been killed. He's sitting there with his daughter, just like Liam Neeson, and the credits roll. Like this movie <laughs> ends, wraps up in 30 seconds. Taken is a great movie though. <laughs> so, they was Beast. A, <laughs> so they took a note. That's why it won our silent fart award. All right. On
1: to the next category. Best Channing Tatum movie. Perfect. And I only made this because I realized Channing Tatum was in, well, not a lot, but it felt like a lot of stuff this
0: year. Felt like he was very consistent this year.
1: Yeah. So in this category, we have Dog, The Lost City, and Magic Mike Galentine's Day. <laughs> it's just the re-release of Magic the Mike. The bring back of the original? They were all in the same month, <laughs> <laughs> practically. They were in the same quarter,
0: that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Ken, who is our winner? And the winner is Bullet Train. Oh, <laughs> wait, was he in that one? <laughs> a surprise winner. Yes.
1: <laughs> I forgot he was in that.
0: He was great in that movie. He had like a 30-second cameo, and he was fantastic. I forgot he was in that.
1: Oh, that's great. I love it. Bullet Train <laughs> wins that award.
0: <laughs> All right, next oh, that one. Was perfect. Best animated movie that didn't go straight to streaming. Minions: Rise of Gru, Strange World, Lightyear, The Bad Guys, Puss in Boots Two, and Puss in Boots: Last Wish. There we go. And Bob's Burgers movie. Kyle, I really love Puss in Boots Two, but I have
1: to give it up for Minions Two. It was the summer family movie that movie theaters were way more excited for than possibly Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> like in their rankings of most anticipated, it's Top Gun Maverick, Minions: The Rise of Gru. And the Minions movie definitely delivered and exceeded. Then
0: for folks over forty, Top Gun for anyone th- under forty with children or children, Minions was the one. That's I agree. the equivalent. I agree.
1: All right. The next category is. Wait, we booked that movie this year, meaning that we are we. It's been such a long year we forgot that some <laughs> of these movies even came out, even that existed. we existed, that we even booked them. <laughs> And in this category, we have Moonfall, Family Camp, Memory, Fantastic Beast 2, I don't remember what the subtitle was, and Uncharted.
0: And absolutely, the winner of this category is Fantastic Beast 2. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> absolutely. These other ones all had their place. They were all kind of mixed in amongst other films. Sure. But... Fantastic Beasts 2, I had to look at this twice. It stood out like a second thumb on this page that you gave me. Ken, (laughs) I made this category because I saw that title come up. (laughs) This is
1: so fitting that you you picked this as the winner. Well done to Fantastic
0: Beasts. (laughs) All right. Uh, Best re-release of this past year. We have the original Avatar, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Top Gun with its multiple re-releases. Yeah. So you'll have to specify the specific re-release you're just that's talking fair. about. The Sing 2 sing-along re-release. And then the uh, plethora of Sony re-releases that we had on our schedule, <laughs> which Sony now releases re-releases every film they open in theaters. Pretty much. I mean, Morbius <laughs> could have made this category. That's <laughs> it did, how, it that's, did. That's how deep this so, category Sony ran. Sony in Totem is its own own. Uh, nominee this is our first um, snub
1: (laughs) of our first ever award show (laughs) Uh, but I'm not going to pick any of Sony's because I'm going to go with the Avatar re-release I think in the past we have seen Avatar be re-released many times that's why they always have the battle between that and Avengers of who has the best box office overall yada yada
0: even though they're now owned by the same company yeah for sure
1: (laughs) but I do think it was helpful in making Avatar The Way of Water as big as it was. I think it still would have been pretty big, but I think Avatar being re-released in September when it did was definitely a boost in audiences remembering how cool the first one was and got them excited to see the next Avatar.
0: It's just so early. I I agree that it, it helped with some of the excitement, but it was just so freaking early yeah <laughs> i mean that was and i know they had their schedule set up for for november into december but this if they had put this at thanksgiving it would have been massive going into Possibly. Avatar. not that avatar way of water wasn't like the third biggest movie of all time <laughs> but i mean it would have it, i think it would have been bigger if it wasn't placed in the desert that was september okay I get all that. right um let's see it's my turn right oh it's your turn now yeah yes. to lift them off
1: all right Best Sneaky Surprise Picture. And in this category, I define it as not like a movie that grossed a lot, but it was a movie that just kept churning out box office revenue. It got theaters to be able to play it and have pretty good attendance, I would say. And in this category, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Menu, Smile, and The Lost City.
0: Hmm. Well, this becomes a tough category because there are still theaters this week doing numbers with Puss and Boots. Last wish, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I want to be excited about. Um, but I think that surprise this year was everything, everywhere, all at once. I think that you know every every location that that played it, that it worked at, played for twice the amount of weeks we thought it was going to. Yeah, and you know, kudos to them. Neon, one of the easiest companies to work with. <laughs> True. Fair enough. You you ask them for a date. They confirm it. We move on. Everybody's happy. (laughs) So on my side of the table, Neon wins or Neon A twenty four wins. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a A twenty four wins with everything everywhere.
1: Yeah. No, that was, and that was early in the year too. It's awesome to see
0: how much people like that movie. Still playing. I mean, it was in the. Top 25 this last weekend again.
1: Technically, it had a re-release. It could have been in the other category. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a deep category. What can I say? All right. Second to last category. Best picture to play more than three weeks. So these are films that lasted past the uh, Hollywood standard two-week requirement. And then you're out of here. And then you're gone. <laughs> so we've got some animated ones. Puss in Boots 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Lost City... Uh, Top Gun Maverick, and Smile. Three, four Paramounts in this title, Kyle. Paramount Whoa. did good this year. <laughs> they, had a, they had a solid year. We'll see what Scream does next weekend.
1: <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't have to choose the winner in this category. Um, <laughs> well, I I think... I kind of want to say Smile. I, I think, yeah, I'm going to choose Smile because that was also in... The September corridor where we still didn't have enough releases and it was a tough battle for us. And I think even for uh, coming from a major studio, we didn't quite have the most confidence in Smile. I know Cody kind of liked the trailer for it. I don't think you and I were all that thrilled about it ourselves, but it looked fine. And it just ended up being a horror title that played pretty well up until Halloween ends. And I think even... I would imagine some locations it did better than Halloween Ends.
0: This this one was interesting because the weekend Halloween Ends came out, which Mm -hmm. Halloween Ends was a Peacock release. Yes. Also, Day and Date. It it lost to Halloween Ends the first weekend Mm -hmm. that Halloween Ends opened, and then it beat Halloween Ends the second weekend. (laughs) Ah, I love it. So, Smile is an excellent choice for this. So, weekend one number one, weekend two slightly lost out it got smoked by halloween and then week three it beat halloween ends yeah so oh theatrical works weird (laughs) who would have thought oh wait we did
1: we all did all you listeners out there we know the truth sorry almost lost my cool there (laughs) uh and then our final category is best picture that saved the cinemas and there are eight nominees in this category but there is one obvious winner that ken will pick (laughs) In this category, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Batman, Jurassic World Dominion, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Thor Love and Thunder, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick. And Ken, we know.
0: (laughs) Everybody knows. (laughs) Did I even need to list them? No. Regardless of what all these other films did, which were almost all of them were beyond expectations. I mean, they all performed above and beyond what we what we expected. I mean, especially everything. And the Batman was a huge release. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these were massive. I mean, Jurassic World, into Minions, into Thor, Black Panther at Thanksgiving, Avatar, third biggest movie of all time. Yeah. But the only one of these movies to bring back a another audience to theaters was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, so the only... <laughs>
1: audience that we yeah. needed.
0: And this one, aside from all the other movies in this category, was the only film that worked at every single theater we worked with. Mm-hmm. There were theaters where Avatar didn't work. There are theaters where Minions didn't work, where Thor didn't work. It, th- that happens with theaters where they just don't gross with a particular sort of film. Top Gun crushed everything. Every, yeah. every Everywhere it played, it was in the top five of movies this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone... It seems like practically everyone loved this movie. I mean, there's movies that I listed, like Thor and Jurassic World, that probably were pretty mixed, but they still were taking their kids to see it. Top Gun, Maverick, everyone loved that movie. And everyone loved going back to it multiple times throughout the summer. It easily is probably everyone's favorite movie (laughs) of the year, and it will probably cross over to next year if you ask some random person on the street. But, um, yeah, it just hit all the right notes for a wide variety of audiences and it kind of just reminded audiences that the theater experience matters.
0: Yeah. And I don't have any insider information, but for next year's best re-release, there's going to be a Top Gun one and two re-release for July 4th, before dead reckoning opens. Mm -hmm. That's going to absolutely destroy at the box office. (laughs) If, if Paramount has, does not have this in the works they're making a huge mistake. If they do not do this, they're leaving $100 million on the table. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. There is no production required. Mm-hmm. There is very little advertising required. Just put these together, put them on screen for the entire week before Mission Impossible, and count your money. <laughs> Just own an entire month, Paramount. and Every, Everyone on. will win. Everyone will win. Yeah. Especially Tom Cruise. And it's the nameless, faceless fighter pilots that he will shoot down in their advanced (laughs) aircrafts. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everyone. And
1: that is the first off the break podcast awards. Uh, We hope that you guys enjoyed it and let us know on Facebook or Instagram on one of our posts. Comment and just let us know if you liked listening to this award show, want us to do again next year. And we'll be back
0: next weekend with a new episode congratulations to all of our winners of course your awards will ship in the next six to 18 months (laughs) have a great weekend everybody bye everyone thank you for listening to off the break podcast find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co and be sure to like and follow our facebook and instagram pages at off the break podcast